，今日处长结婚，你嚟捣乱，你个死肥仔，今次我保都保你唔住啦！我乜都听唔到啦，等我做埋呢单嘢先啊！我我啊！死啦！你扁啊！扁啊！扁啊！啊！肥仔过嚟放手啊！放手都唔俾佢啦！唔好啊！Welcome back to the Asian Action Cast,、uh, your one-stop shop for Hong Kong and Asian action cinema, where we watch, review, recap, revamp the best and worst, and the perils of Hong Kong and Asian action stunt men. My name is Sam, and I'll be taking you through a movie tonight that we've selected. We'll tell you what it is in a minute. But joining me is Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hello. And Michael. Hey, Hello.、Mikey. Yes, it's the threesome. Beesome, <laughs> or B sides? Yeah, I, I couldn't think of something else. B squad, <laughs> the B squad. <laughs> yes, B E E. For those of you who don't listen to us regularly,、uh, there are anywhere between three and six of us. I think. Have we ever had six? Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, and we talk about a movie and we go through it, and it's usually something from the、uh, old era. And we watch it, and usually revel in the action and the injuries that the stuntmen suffer during these films. So this movie that was selected tonight, Rachel, I think was your choice.、Uh, yeah. I've seen it, but do you want to give us a, a bit of a background on when you saw it, why you, or if you've seen it before, and why you thought this would be good? I probably have seen it in a long, long time ago, but、uh, because we're doing it online, I thought it'd be easy just to watch one of those、um, Maya. Subtitled、uh, YouTube videos that they've got there, but they've called it what Nutty Kickbox Cops, or also known as、uh, Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon. Yes,、so. I originally saw it as Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon. Yeah. Well, even like when you when we played the movie, it still had Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon as like the main the title card. The title、yeah. card. So I was like, oh, where the hell did they get the Nutty Kickbox Cops thing from? Because that's just weird. So who knows which country that was from? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Germany. Country, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,、um, I remember watching this、uh, from. I think I got a bootleg video from Cosmo Video.、Um, it was a place at Cosmo Video in the city, and they. It was during a time when usually I would get like a Jackie Chan film or something like that, and it was just one of those films that I saw. I thought looked kind of funny, and、uh, I thought Sammo Hung is pretty good too, and. I actually really enjoyed this film, and I saw it、uh, probably as a what twelve, thirteen year old, and it it is exactly as I remember it. I don't think I don't think there's anything about this film that I was like,、mm, I remember that being different. This is exactly what I thought it was. I can't remember. Se- I think I've seen like cuts of some of the fights, but I don't think I've actually watched the entire movie before. So it was kind of fresh,、uh, but yeah, very nineties. <laughs> Oh yeah, painfully nineties. This is actually the first movie I've seen with Carl Macker in it, and、uh, and I thought, oh yeah, really? You know, like yeah. I, well, again, I saw this like a long、oh, time way ago. back, way way back. I thought,、oh, yeah, because you've seen、um, Aces Go Places and stuff, but yeah, way, that's right. Way back. That was long, yeah, long before I actually、um, 
this was long before I saw Aces go places. So, to me, this is Carl Macker's magnum opus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've thought before we get into trivia, we might go through and just do a uh, an elevator pitch. So, you're trying to convince a Netflix boss to uh, to give you money to make this film. So, what what do you say? Does anyone else want to go? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's kind of like cartoon spoof where Samo plays Bruce Lee, but he's fat. Oh, you mean like Enter pretty the Fat much. Dragon? That, mm. That's pretty much what he's doing with his character. It, and it's kind of like a manga strip, really, in terms of um, <laughs> or the, the plot line and, and whatever else. Or, or a cheap dime novel kind of vibe. <laughs> There's not much going on <laughs> in it. And you know the the usual Samo trumps of bidding on women as he does. <laughs> All right, I don't know if uh, Netflix are going to give you any film any money for that, but that's that's a, <laughs> that's a good effort. Well, my pitch is going to be look, it's a buddy cop film, and imagine if it was Lethal Weapon, except both of the guys were douchebags that you can't root for, and one of them is a problematic uh, chauvinistic pig, and the other one is a borderline mentally handicapped, brutal wife beater. <laughs> he definitely like was mentioned the handicapped day, eh? yeah. I thought it was funny because um you know in, in Samo's weird like in his movies, he's either like he's the smart one, he's like the Mo in it, or he's the stupid one. <laughs> he can't go in between. He's like the one's extreme or the other. He's definitely Yeah, there's the no subtlety to his acting. There's, there's no in betweens. It's either. It was just depending on his haircut. I'm lost for Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got the Jerry curls going or not. Oh, he's got a bowl cut. The bowl cut is yeah, yeah. the stupid cut, or the Jerry curls is the I'm in charge boss man. <laughs> <laughs> or if he's got that short, uh, short flat top that like he did in Eastern Condors, he's kind of like, no, this is my serious face. That was just totally serious. Yeah. Yeah. But he was totally off my wife's in arm. There, yeah. Yeah, that was like my Jerry curls fell off because I used it to this <laughs> <No>. stuff too much. <laughs> Jerry Curl Samo is my favorite Samo. I love that Jerry Curl. He's definitely the most entertaining Samo, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Rachel, what's your pitch? Well, I think the the top um, YouTube comment was something like, "I really like Samo and Jackie films," and that was the comment. So. <laughs> If you have, if you just have one of them, and then you've placed Jackie with Carl Macker, then <laughs> and a stupid '90s soundtrack, then you've got a really great movie or something. That's fantastic. So this is so any film that Samo does with someone else, they're like, well, I really like Samo and Jackie films. I don't like any other co-stars. I don't even like Samo films. Actually, I just like Jackie Chan. <laughs> my favorite like when i was after i finished watching it i thought oh, i'll just scroll and see what else is on you know the people that produce this stuff and it, it just goes flows through a few samo things and one of the samo clips was samo beats on women <laughs> so oh is that like, really that, is that, <laughs> that was the name of the clip i was like that just says it all <laughs> i'm so glad it's not just us that's picking exactly. this up <laughs> vindication <laughs> Vindication. All right, I've I've got some pretty cool trivia. Does anyone want to start though? I've got a few things to go through. I go for it, mate. Yeah. All right. So it's a 1990 film made in 1990, uh, and it's actually directed by uh, Lau Ka Wing, who is the younger brother of Lau Ka Luang, famous Hong Kong action director, choreographer, all round legend, Lau Ka Luang, uh, the late great Lau Ka Luang. And I, I mentioned in a previous podcast, but the uh, the Lau brothers 
actually trained under their father, who trained under Butcher Wing, who was a disciple of Wong Fei Hong, the uh, legendary folk hero Wong Fei Hong. In fact, Lao Ka Wing is famous for starring in Wong Fei Hong films, starring, uh, what's his name, Quan Tak Ying, I believe, uh, who was uh, Quang Tak Hing is the original Wong Fei You know those old school black and white Wong Fei Hong films? Oh, yeah. Um, they still use that music though. Duh, oh, fuck yeah. Duh, That's duh. classic. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that that's his claim to fame. He he plays a bad guy in this. Um, but some other really interesting things that I picked up, um, actually from a website called KungFuKingdom.com. Uh, Carrie Ng, who plays Ali, she's famous for having roles in Cat 3 films like The Naked Killer and Sex and Zen. <laughs> but uh, do you know who she's married to? Colin Chu. Everyone know Colin Chu? So Colin Chu was, uh, he was Seraph in the Matrix films, probably his biggest Western role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's, he's, played, he's, he's played the Jade Emperor in uh, Forbidden Kingdom. And, and I, I actually quite like Colin Chu. He gets paid a lot to get kicked in the face by Donnie Yen as well in um, <laughs> Crossfire, I think. Can I, I just say, um, just to, to forecast the, the movie a little bit, <laughs> what stupid character names. The girls they meet in Singapore, one's called May and the other's called June. when's July turning up I didn't even think about it it was just so stupid to me that's lazy that's what that is that's That's lazy lazy writing (laughs) yeah Um, just a couple more interesting uh, pieces of trivia is the the screenwriter um, who plays uh, Fatty's dad so Fatty's dad is actually a screenwriter he actually created the character of Chen Zen for Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury so Chen Zen is a fictional character who uh, studied under uh, Ho Yang Jia, and obviously Chen Zen famous for Fist of Fury, Bruce Lee, Jet Li, Fist of Legend, and also Donnie Yen did a Return of Chen Zen as well. I didn't realize he he wrote that as well because that's the guy who created Wisely and stuff. Oh Just really? Back to our Halloween specials. No shit. Is that the yeah. same guy? Yeah. Wow. Okay. There you He's go. He's written a lot of things. Damn, prolific. respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the the girl who plays tall girl, uh, her name is Wanda Yung Wai Tak, and she's actually former Miss Hong Kong. I don't know if she's actually legitimately that tall or if it's just because- um, I found it comically funny because you know, she's that much taller than both of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carl Macker, I wouldn't imagine, is very tall. But and then when they went to Singapore with the Singapore girls, they they were taller than him, than two as yeah. well. I thought that was that was that was cutesy but funny at the same time. Carl Macker is not a pretty man. He is. <laughs> He's You'd like be looking a at him going, a goatee. You, you can't pull that. <laughs> no way could you ever pull that in real life. No, exactly. She is way too good for him. Exactly. But yeah, you know what? They they play him as like this philanderer. Um, and you believe that, but do you believe that he could actually score a hot chick like poor girl? No. <laughs> yeah, no, especially no, no. the way he acts, absolutely not. Yeah. So yeah. what about Samo? Because Samo was a bit of philanthro in his day, I think. Perhaps. In real, in real life? life he was, yeah. Yeah, before he <laughs> but scored. But in the um, movie he's not so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? What, uh, <laughs> Joy Gadenza? Gadenzi? Yeah. Well, I can imagine Samo just having an incredible <laughs> ego, I guess. You know, like he didn't his nickname used to be Big Brother Big, like Dai Go Dai. Yeah. Like the biggest of the big in the film. 
So I imagine he could probably get any chick he wanted, right? In peak time, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, though. That's the reason why he'd be like a philanderer. Is like, why would he settle down? <laughs> why not? Yeah. Because they were saying the reason for his divorce from his first wife was because he, he was playing around too much. <laughs> yeah, all right. If that was at peak Samo time, what did she think she was doing? She knew what she was getting into. <laughs> well, yeah. She probably thought, eh, look at him with his bowl haircut. He's got a shelf life and it's not long. <laughs> Anyway. I was remembering um, when I was watching that stuntman movie and Mars was saying like they got paid so much money but they just go out on the weekends and blow it all <laughs> <laughs> Cars, drugs, women, etc. Well, I mean, I guess stuntmen aren't the brightest bulbs in the closet because why would you get hit in the face for a living? You know what I mean? <laughs> True, but it's that you know young, invincible thing, and then you think, oh shit, I kind of need money for when I retire because I can't get kicked in the face for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's right. That's why, you're like in that stuntman documentary, all these people are kind of injured, and you know, like they got all these long-term illnesses and ailments and stuff. Exactly. Like I don't even know if fucking uh, what's his name, Dick Way, can walk properly. <laughs> Probably not. Mm. I mean, he's still acting, so unless someone's holding him up at the same time. <laughs> he's feeding him his lines. <laughs> it's all those uh, artificial limbs and joints that they put in him. It's keeping him going. All right. Uh, we might get going with the plot and maybe just do like a uh, a basic synopsis and then we can go through like the major beats. But what's the setup, right? Does it, Mikey, do you want to do this? Just a basic setup sure, sure. on who they are, um, what they want, where they're going. So we've basically got your, your typical buddy cop scenario. So we've got um, Skinny Tiger, Fatty Dragon. So Skinny Tiger being Carl and, and Fatty Dragon obviously being Samo. No way! And, and, uh, they don't actually give them names in it. Basically one's called Skinny Tiger and the other one's Fatty Dragon and they even call it Skinny and Fatty during the movie. So I don't think they actually ever had... Are, are their names actually Dragon and Tiger and they're just like... The moniker is that one's fat and one's skinny because they call it kind of. It kind of felt like it was. It kind of felt like that. That was yeah. Basically, their entire person personality was based on on that description, and it, it felt that way through the entire movie. So I, I can't remember a point where they were called anything else, and yeah, and they even called each other like Carl was calling Samo Fatty and and whatever. Um, Pretty I much. I don't remember him calling getting calling Carl Tiger, but. Were they calling him Baldy all the time? Hey, Baldy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and uh, Samo um, got like Along, which is like Dragon, right? But then yeah. also Fei <laughs> Jai. So. Yeah. yeah. And I'd, I'd like to say it was like, um, the, you know, they're, they're putting putting the um, the pressure on the drug dealers and things um, by being bad cop, worse cop kind of thing. Um, but they uh, Samo's character's a little bit stupid, so he kind of bungles up times and has to get covered up by Carl um, throughout the movie. But the the idea is they're trying to bust this um, drug ring in Hong Kong um, by st- working their way up from the the base base guys up to the boss, essentially throughout the film. And um, it, it starts off with uh, them entrapping um, some criminals by posing as like a uh, attendant store clerk. And stopping them from robbing him and then um, working their way up from them to the next 
basically yeah extorting these criminals extorting right to them. give away <laughs> give exactly. away like where they're going what they're doing that kind of you stuff know, bending the law and breaking it when it's oh, just, they it's straight up breaking all the laws man like these guys are trapped hooking. the criminals essentially going oh well they do worse <laughs> they do drugs so it will be just as bad as them etc and it's good and uh, they've got a um a boss in inspector way and um he's kind of like turn the other cheek as, as long as you get results kind of kind of person yeah until they become two loose cannons <laughs> and then exactly. it's just like <laughs> too yeah, many nah. loose cannons yeah that's right um so basically <laughs> the 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 main point of plus following this uh trying to capture uh and entrap uh, the leaders so the main main guy that they focus on is prince hack who's um like at the top level of of um the drug dealing ring oh he's he the also, brother to actual he, he also has yeah. a brother to the main leader that they don't know who that person is so they're trying to work their way up basically and, and get these these two through the whole movie as the main part of the plot um but throughout it they get into shenanigans and get into trouble oh it's like uh porkies the rest of the film is just these guys being perverts Doing perverted things. <laughs> yeah, it, it is uh, almost Wong Jing esque in, in some of the scenes, and um, but you know it's not a Wong Jing film because no one says AIDS. <laughs> trying transvestites though, but they do have transvestites. Yeah, what is- and it's all about touching the booby <sighs> and accidentally walking on on people naked. So um, this film is problematic. Like the, their very- depiction of women and transvestite, transvestites. It's yeah, it's problematic. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Did you think that, that um, I'll, I'll come, I'll circle back around to this question in a minute, but um, <laughs> essentially that's that's how we go through and uh, towards they get in trouble, they get almost fired off off the force because of their antics, and then they <laughs> go on some random trip to Singapore, uh, which has really no place in the movie, and then come back and decide that they're going to quit the force, but then. At the same time, the bad guys start targeting their families. Um, so then they have to get revenge right at the end. And then we have the spectacular end. Sort the of fireworks thing. factory. Do you reckon that um, Do you reckon that they went to the, the Singapore scene was just so that Carl Macker and Sam Hung had an excuse to get to claim deductions for going to Singapore? They're just like, well, we're <laughs> shooting a film. So maybe they got paid to, like, yeah, this is Singapore. Yay. You know, by the Singapore te- Tourist Bureau. <laughs> they didn't even really go anywhere. They were just in the middle. Middle of town, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Lion statue. We'll go yeah. to a karaoke club. <laughs> so get on a boat, drink sassy. Yeah. What's sassy? I'll have to get it's something It's like there. a sarsaparilla drink. Oh, shit. Uh, All right. It's, it's I'm like, down. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot in Malaysia, but I actually hate the shit. I just don't oh. like sarsaparilla. <laughs> oh, you know, I actually really like sarsaparilla, so I'll definitely I'll be getting that shit when I go. Yeah, right. you should. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've only ever been through the airport, but yeah, I'll be like skinny tiger and fatty dragon in Singapore. I'll be carrying. <laughs> it's like well. it's like how many years later? Thirty years later or some shit. <laughs> You're gonna meet two two random beautiful girls jogging and get them to finance your karaoke club dream. That sounds like a perfect trip, mate. <laughs> a perfect trip. I was just looking up. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, uh, a movie called Pantyhose Hero. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. No, but enlighten I've me. heard of it, but I've not actually seen it. All right, Rachel, let me enlighten you. So, uh, <laughs> if you're wondering who in this film may have had a fixation on transvestites, it may be Sammo Hung because he directed a film 
called Pantyhose Hero, starring uh, him and also Alan Tam. So, and I watched this because I really enjoyed Alan Tam's shenanigans in Armor of God, but him and Sam are hung in this film. And let me tell you the plot synopsis. While investigating on a serial murder case of homosexual couples, Officer Jeff Lau, Sam Hung, and his partner Alan, Alan, <laughs> are sent underground to pose as homosexual lovers to track the murderer. So you can imagine the kind of hijinks they get up to in that film. <laughs> Did they mention AIDS in it? Uh, no. Again, not a Wong Jing film. He wasn't a screenwriter, so. But yes, it just, yeah, yeah, problematic. Was the, um, during this film, at one point, the bad guys hire two. Was it Taiwanese assassins? Or no, I think Thai, what they Thai, 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 Thailand, Thailand assassins, who were basically transvestites. Yes, they were. Last time I guess to fight, but earlier in <laughs> the thing, the drug deal was by a transvestite man hiding the drugs in the bra, and I'm pretty sure that was the same guy as one of the assassins later on, made up oh. to be someone completely different. When I was watching it, because you know, how many are they going to hire? <laughs> For the movie, I suppose. Just give him a different dress. That was completely God. pointless. <laughs> exactly. I was like, why, is, why does it have to why be a guy in a dress with a exactly. shove down not. a bra? I don't Why know. not a lady so you can shove your hand down her bra or something like that? Because you well, already had the, the shower scene where the what ripped the curtain open. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The screaming lady. And I was like. <laughs> well, that was the point, wasn't it? That he was trying to find the fake one and he was putting his hand down the real tops, etc. No. And then he gets done for um, indecency or whatever. Indecent, but, yeah, contact or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, Carrie Ng, I, I, I don't know that there would have been much down there. So, <laughs> I mean, she's no, she's no Amy Kwok, let's be honest. So. <laughs> but that, that's essentially the, the main plot lines. And obviously throughout we have um, some fairly well – choreographed sort of fight scenes they felt overly short like the focus was definitely not on the fighting in this movie even though there was some random decent ones it was more focusing on the the comedy nature of the fights they were trying to add comedy elements through it yeah i think and i did wonder whether or not samo had a hand in the choreography or if it was uh lao ka wing because both of them are action directors but the fights, especially the fight scene with Samo in the the bank. So there's a bank robbery, and Samo, as a cop, he kind of pretends to be a robber, um, stumbling on another robbery, and then just proceeds to kill. Actually, she, he kills people in that scene. He, he kills people in that scene. Yeah, exactly. Straight up shoots them, which it's I didn't like expect. Randomly going from one crime scene to another, where he's committing murders all over the place. Really. Yeah, like these guys are breaking all sorts of laws. I did appreciate the. <laughs> that's right and he's wearing like a pantyhose over his face um yeah there's ninja turtles as well but that scene that that fight scene is really good like samo and this is why i would never work for samo as a stuntman but he fucking unloads on these guys like he he straight up side kicks a guy full in the chest knocks him over a podium he's throwing fools on the ground i'm pretty sure he punched that guy right in the nuts because he's doing his like full Bruce Lee kind of mannerisms and stuff, oh, which I, I think he does pretty well. And there's a guy went backwards. Yeah, I, I, I think he class, did it well, sorry. but at the yeah. same time, it was it was as annoying as when Bruce does it. That annoys me as well. With like, 
kind of ugh, yeah. It's like I don't need the sound effect. I don't care. Well, <laughs> I mean, in the nineties, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, right now it's it's kind of it's a bit dated. Well, that was only a twenty years old joke, but now it's even yeah. older. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Now it's forty years old, and it's like, yeah, that belonged forty years ago. Let's, Can you imagine kids watching Bruce Lee now, going, "Why is he doing that?" Exactly. Well, we that didn't was know the then. Thing, when we watched that movie, and and depending on which cut we had, one had that in there, the sound effect added in, I think, and the other ones didn't. Yeah, that's right. Different really? regions. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I, remember what I, Nathan was saying. Yeah, it was the big boss, and um, it was it was quite funny that I thought I don't know if they added it for the American audience or whatever, and to add that sound effect in or which audience it was meant to be added for. But one of them was more serious than the others and it didn't, it didn't have those little stupid um, things. Or maybe he added them in later movies and then re-released it and added it into that one. as his first movie to like balance it off. But it's just such, so silly. It means nothing and it just distracts from what you're doing. Um, Gives you extra power. Extra power. Adding Samo later on has like a kind of a, a knife fight where he's got knives in the in the final fight scene, and he does quite a number of flips in that. And I thought I couldn't I couldn't tell if he switched out with a stuntman because if if not, Samo is is so flexible for such a big man. <laughs> now there is a scene where he does a front flip, and it's definitely him. I just don't know if he does it off a springboard. It doesn't yeah. look like it, but um, it's definitely him. It, it wasn't so much, um, you know, the, the fact that he could do it. It was the tightness of the action compared to where he was in the shot. That was like, that's such a small amount of space to flip over when you're wow. a bigger man. Yeah. I, think I was like, that's impressive if it's him do, being able to do it in such a small small area. But I was like, but surely they've intercut that with like a stuntman or something. <laughs> well, I guess he is a professional, opera, you know, Hong Kong, uh, Peking opera, right? Like. Yeah, true, he should true. be able to do those flips. Well, I'm, you know, at this point in his career, he's kind of, you know, well enough that he can just pay a stuntman to do it for him, and he doesn't have to. I have seen other movies where it is apparent that it's a stuntman, and he just didn't want to do it, kind of. Thing. <laughs> but that, they were ones when he was directing, and he isn't here, so who knows? Yeah, it'd be hard to find a stuntman. I was going to say, there's, there's definitely a few shots where it's clearly a stuntman, and they don't give a fuck. It's like if it's full and see their face, it's clear different person. I thought that on Carl a few times, but I, I wasn't sure if I could. I caught Samo's one, but definitely yeah, Carl, Carl. Definitely Carl. I saw a stuntman. Couple Carl's times. not a martial Especially artist. Especially when it was getting hit. <laughs> like and Carl's. Carl's. I think he started in film and acting. Like he did his own indie film uh, to kick off his career. Right. So he's not a martial artist. He's barely a comedian. So, like, <laughs> his presence in this film is really just to, like, mug with his face. Definitely. And I will it's, say. It's, it's it's for the reaction, isn't it? The face, facial. Yeah. Because he's got, he, he does have kind of like a funny face. But I will say, I, I do love his catchphrase, if you can call it a catchphrase. Uh, I know the subtitles say bingo, but he's like, every time he does something, he's like, what the? And I'm like, what is he saying? Like, Rachel, you know what he's saying? Or something means like, like oh, I got it or something. Like Bingo got is probably it. A, good, a good translation, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, I got him it. or I'll, something. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say that now. That's my thing. I want that to be my thing. Not East Island. <laughs> no. No. 
No, that's different. That's a different vibe. Yeah, that's what I want. This will be a compilation for the end of year special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Catchphrases, yeah, from the year. That's what I want to announce when I walk into a room where it's a, uh, what the, I don't know what you're saying, but I'd be like, that's what I'd be saying if, I don't know. It's what you say when you win lotto also. Yeah. Well, you know, Go or if I'm stooling. I'm going stooling. Well done, Sam. <laughs> that's dramatic. <laughs> that movie's so fucking good. Buy a zombie, check it out. Do yourself a favor. You know, I've had, uh, we had a few people listen to BioZombie, our podcast, right, and say, holy shit, you guys are actually pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know if one person counts as a few, but yeah. No, I've had people from where I've had people oh, actually okay. listen Morgan. to it. Yeah. Is it funny in my own lunchbox? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I do, th- listening to it, I think it, it is pretty funny. Uh, but I mean, all the movies we see are pretty fun. Like this movie is fucking hilarious if you get over the fact that it's really problematic. <laughs> it is. It's, pretend it's, it's 1990 it's, and then no one is better. No one cares <laughs> at that point in time. But yeah, definitely some problematic things in it. Um, I did like, uh, there was another point, a part in the movie that was um, lampooning on um, Lupin the Third. And, oh, the car. Yeah, so the cops hire a... Uh, a thief to break into um, uh, Alana uh, or whatever her name was. Ally. 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 Lies house. Yeah, carries. Once, once she's um, obviously accused them of um, groping her and stuff to try and dig up some dirt on her. And uh, and the, the thief that comes along is, is driving a little yellow Fiat with a open sunroof kind of a la the Lupin car. And the, the guy that actually they pull out it's kind of lanky, and I, I it is. I, I'm sure they're just trying to lampoon on that. He's kind of a Lupin-esque character, and he breaks the lock, and then goes into the house and comes out and um, does sort of a Lupin-esque thing where um, he's stolen something, but he's hidden it on himself so they don't know that he's stolen it by um, putting a necklace in his mouth and stuff, which is kind of a, a, a trope if you will, of, of Lupin hiding things on his person and stuff. And so, he was also yeah. super skinny. Yeah, it, and I th- it was a nice a nice call call up in that. But I really liked the Fiat car part because I was like, I was going, geez, I really want to drive one of those cars. It looks kind of fun. Because he's driving it with his head like through the sunroof and his hair is just like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Imagine just, you know, cruising around the different windy roads and stuff in Hong Kong and stuff on that thing. That would be great. Be great. I want to know what's the convertible count in this movie. Yeah, there was a lot, wasn't it? How many sunroofs are there? <laughs> That's why I was like, I, I sent a message saying this movie slaps of the 1990s. Because <laughs> yeah, what other era would have so many convertible cars? I always find it funny in like these movies when they've got like the guys with like their henchmen and they've got two seated cars and then the third guy's sitting on the back of the roof, essentially rolled up in the back of this convertible while they're driving around the town. It's like, why would you choose the two seated car if you knew more than two people were going to be? <laughs> funny when someone's head is stuck through the roof. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, hang on. No, the 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 two seater car, like um, Prince Tack, had his own car that they stole, like the BMW. The cops stole it, and uh, so he has to sit in the middle of the uh, the henchman's car while they're driving his BMW. Um, I do love the fact that Carl Macker gets really petty, and because uh, Prince Tack is saying, "You fucking scratch my car, and you won't be able to afford to pay for it for the rest of your life." 
So Carl Macker just gets a screwdriver and just starts scratching the roof of the car. <laughs> then they like knock a door off and it into the side of the thing. And yeah. they're running away like giggling school kids at the end when they dump the car. Like, uh, look what we just did. Which is totally illegal stairs. what they were doing. Exactly. When they go down the stairs, is that, that looks like the both of them in just going down all these little stairs. Yeah, like they're trying to, they're bottoming out the car on the stairs and stuff as they go and then set it up so they can hop on a taxi as they get to the bottom before they catch up. I was waiting. I was, I was, I thought they were trying to get him to like shoot at them, to, you know, to like go, oh, now he's shooting at us. Then that's oh, to damage excuse. the car even more. No, nah, they're just like, well, <laughs> that was the point. We'll just damage the car and, and do a runner on you like we're criminals and, and you're, the, you're the upstanding person kind of thing. Opposite roles almost. Yeah. After, I mean, after that car chase sequence, the film just fucking dies in the ass because there's not really any action for a long stretch because. They're trying to be. They're trying to convert Ally to their side because they're saying, "Look, you're dealing with criminals, right?" And um, and obviously she's like a kept woman. And then they they basically frame her, <laughs> um, you know, like Skinny <laughs> Tiger. She's in a relationship with Skinny Tiger, yeah. Yeah, they frame her, and, and so she has no choice really because the bad guys think that she's betrayed them, um, which is kind of it's pretty cold. I guess these cops, it, you know, what it is is I don't feel like the cops actually give a shit about doing the right thing. Like, I feel like they're just doing it because it's fun. I don't think they actually want to get rid of crime on the streets or anything. They just want to win the individual contests kind of thing. Yeah. They want to see naked chicks and they want to just fucking go around vandalizing people's cars and shit. (laughs) That that leads us to the scene where um, I thought that was the the most sellout um, from, from Tiger... Um, to Dragon, where um, she invites them both to a construction site in the middle of the night to, uh, you know, um, meet up and, and discuss what they're going to do to to get Prince Tack. And it's obviously a setup in the reverse where Tack's getting her to do this so they can take out the cops. And so they, they rock up in the car and, and Tiger goes, oh, you got first, Dragon. And shout out if there's any issues, and I'll go around the back. And obviously, he's walking into the middle of a setup, and and um, so Samo goes up into the setup, and literally, there's about thirty guys that come out around. Only a couple of them with guns. It's, it's that old trope of guns aren't don't make good movie if you're just shooting everyone. So they all have you know uh, knives and poles and and whatever else in it, and they all go at him and. And somehow beats the shit out of every single one of them, but whilst it's it's interesting, the fact that you know he's awesome and he can and beat up all these people, I kind of got the feeling at that point I'm like, this is completely unrealistic that one man can take out thirty you know bad guys in that kind of shot. Did you get that the same, or did you go, oh yeah, that's pretty cool? Or um, yeah. I mean, like I'm not watching these films for realism. <laughs> well, we're true. Like, it draws me out of it a little Samo. bit. So how is Samo so good at Kung Fu? It's never explained. It's just, well, like, I mean, it's just magically. He's like the bottom cop and he's magically good at fighting. Yeah. That, I, that I feel like, like they yeah, never explained. Because that's his, his MO, isn't it? I'm the stupid one, but I'm awesome at fighting. And he's the one that has half a brain. <laughs> but he's got a stupid personality kind of thing. So they're like making up for 
different halves to like, to like make a better hole. But yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's never really explained of why he's he's that. He's just like he's the one that's good at fighting. But <laughs> at the same time, yeah, it, it it really just drew me out a bit because I'm like, I like I like there being cool fights like that. But at the same time, if it's completely unbelievable, it draws me out a bit. I like yeah. there to be some believability, like they might get beat up a bit or whatever, and and then uh, it yeah. could go either way, kind of thing, like go that i know there's absolutely no danger he doesn't get any hits or, or whatever in the entire thing and just walks away yeah no I, I know what you mean like first of all him being able to fight it's kind of realistic in that he's a cop but i did remember bay logan once said you know like jackie could be a window cleaner and no martial arts and nobody questions it because it's jackie right <laughs> so him knowing martial arts is not that out of the realm of belief but you're right in that the fights he's pretty much invincible and the way that the fights are staged is that he basically kicks the crap out of everybody and it's not like you know with jackie it's kind of like a an act of desperation like he's escaping d- d- damage whereas samo yeah. is just dismantling people and he doesn't really use the environment it's just him being in the right place at the right time all the time which seems unrealistic because Nobody has that good of reflexes for him to not even get touched. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and some of the takedowns are quite brutal, and, and and that's what I do like about you know him in him in an action that it feels quite visceral in some of the hits and, and stuff. But because <laughs> he's actually right, smashing people, he's actually smashing people. But at the same time, it's completely unbelievable from the point of um, the fact that yeah, he's he's in the right move to take every single one of thirty different people out. It just it just it draws me out of the movie a little bit when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, I don't know. You should you should watch um my beloved bodyguard. Samo is one of the later Samo films, um, but it's the same thing. In that he plays like a mentally disabled old man um, who just really knows kung fu, and he basically in the same thing. There's a room of like twenty guys, and he just breaks people's arms and just fucks people up. <laughs> Samo's real death wish. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's, he's pummeling all his stuntmen so bad every movie <laughs> it's kind of um, you know it, it's been done in different movies that kind of scene where you know one person takes out a whole bunch of people but it's how they present the character I think that is the, the trick to it because as, as we're saying in this we're not really given a reason why he's awesome at martial arts he just is but you got like a scene like an Ip Man when he takes out all the different karate people in a room but you you built up to know that he's a master of kung fu. Yeah, that's right. So you're almost expecting him to do it, whereas in this one you're like, "Gee, he's just a, a cop and he's got himself into a bit of trouble here." But he's yeah, just randomly am awesome, and I'm just going to beat up thirty different people and stuff. And <laughs> that scene was pretty that. good though in the warehouse because he's got these two um, metal poles, and he he is doing some pretty good stuff. Much. I that was probably my favorite or the better fight. In the entire movie, the last the last fight scene is definitely the best fight in the movie. Um, with the when he's taking out again, um, setting up the last scene where they're trying to entrap Tack um, to tell them <laughs> tell them uh, all about what's what's happening with the drug trade and the the brother and stuff, and get him to come down so they can um, catch him because he's at that point in the movie he'd killed two other cops um, and. 
they'd set up a camera and, and they were trying to entrap <laughs> him and stuff. And then they get the older brother down and he brings a whole bunch of hide goons with them. And uh, they they come in with weapons and, and then it's basically, Samo, you take on all the hide goons and I'll take the big boss. <laughs> and so Samo Only because the big boss is like Lao Ka Wing, who looks like an old man, right? I don't know if they put white in his head they and make him white. look older. They did. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Must have been like 45 or something roughly about there. He, he still took anyway. his jumps and stuff, though, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, flips and oh, he's he does that. It's so such a, like a turn flip kind of thing that he does <laughs> in every. He did take a stair tumble as well, so I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> did it, you reckon that was him though? It looked like yeah, him because it's a whole one shot. Looked, exactly, he's a fairly flexible guy, and he does it in every bloody movie. Does that same kind of flip move, so it's definitely him. But yeah, at, right. at the same time, yeah, that, that well, that that one was more well choreographed and it didn't feel the same because in that one he kind of does get injured because he gets cut and stuff i have a theory about this um so all the 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 film the fight scenes early on with uh, with samo right they they edit it and they cut in a way that i'm used to with jackie samo all those guys yeah and the film the fight scenes that uh lauka wing is in there's a lot more hunger and technique and it's it's edited different, so I wonder whether Lao Kar Wing actually took those scenes and did it, um, and then made it so that you know Samo would get injured and stuff, and whether Samo actually organized and choreographed the previous fight scenes. I don't know if it's a break. I just thought they just um, handled it in a different manner because the last fight scene is meant to be they're in peril for their life kind of thing, whereas the other bit was just in a situation. And he got mm. out of it, and they didn't really pay it as much heed as as it should have been. They we could may have, never I mean, they, know. It, it, well, that's right. But if if they could have, they could have made it that he only just gets out, and then use that as a reason to get pissed off at the other one because they're trying to make them as if they're antagonistic to each other. But the other they're two cops. buddy buddy, yeah. the two cops, they're two buddy buddy for the whole time, and then they make in the last bit as if they're antagonistic to each other. And it's like. That kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. playing off each other. For oh, the whole then you movie. get the the crappy ending. The what do you call yeah. it? Freeze frame. And I was like, the huh? freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they're fighting and stuff. It's like, where did that come from? Because <laughs> they're growing the game great. the system the whole way, and yeah. now all of a sudden you're fighting over whether or not he should steal the money or not. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of it. That's the thing is that Carl uh, Macker's character is so loose morally. Like, so loose. You know what I mean? Like, he's not above bribes. He's not above uh, philandering. He's not above cheating on his wife or oh, his girlfriend who loves him. Like, he is just a low-down piece of shit human being. So, I have absolutely no relatability to him. I'm like, how are you a cop? How are you even a protagonist that we should be kind of... Rooting for, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Samo's character is just... He's, he's just a loaded gun. You point him and then let him go. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah i don't get it i did see though that there's there's a scene where sam there's a pursuit that ends up with the assistant commissioner's wedding at the assistant commissioner's wedding or the deputy commissioner's wedding for the police force and samo and uh carl mack obviously fuck it up they come in and they just create a whole mess punching the deputy commissioner in the face but there's a scene where he throws one of those uh you know chinese banquet tables the round tables on top of prince tack and Carl Macker is jumping up and down on the table with uh, the bad guy underneath. And he goes, come here, come here, Samo. And then Samo they and him, him. Both, And they <laughs> squash him. And then like about six or seven other cops stand on it as well. 
And I bet this guy was really under that table. I That's laughed so hard. <laughs> so you funny. were laughing. I can't help it. <laughs> stupid. I was, I was laughing at it. I, just the stupidity of it. But it, it, was, it was funny. That was definitely um, one of the funnier bits in it. And I, I did like the fact that um, he was, as he was fighting around at this wedding, he, he managed to throw the punches at him and, and hit the groom in the face and stuff, the deputy commissioner, <laughs> that, just from being careless with his punches and kicks at that point. Before that, throughout the entire fight scene, he'd been very precise in where he was and wasn't kicking them. And then all of a sudden, as soon as they get to the wedding, he's throwing his arms around and knocking out people that he shouldn't be, etc. It was so, a very loaded weapon. <laughs> That part was good, and and that they blended in. (laughs) He didn't know, and I thought it was kind of funny because I was like, every other cop in his department was invited to the wedding except those two. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I didn't think think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because these guys are douchebags. Well, that's right. (laughs) They're the ones that get in trouble all the time, and they're not getting promoted. I thought it's um, funny when they got busted and they told them to get out of Hong Kong. So they immediately think the normal thing is you think you go to Macau, but then they were like. No, but then you're going to Singapore? I don't know how they yeah, came up with even, that. Well, he even said like, oh, we'll go to Macau because <laughs> he even said that to them and then it, then they're in Singapore. And I was like, weren't you going to Macau and now you're in That's Singapore? Right. It didn't That's make cool. any sense. <laughs> That's cool. All right. I have a couple of things I want to say about their trip to Singapore. Just a couple. Cool. Okay. First of all, it's fucking stupid. Don't put that in the film ever again. Uh, but a couple of things. The vibe that I got when, you know, they're going to karaoke and uh, and they're wearing their white suits and Baldy goes, no, no, you got to walk like you're cool, right? Like you got to walk like you got style. Did anyone else get like a twins vibe, like a Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger vibe? From the <laughs> now that you say it, but I was too busy only, looking at how tall the girls were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's taller. Yeah, it felt like they were even taller in that scene. Like I suppose they put heels on or because they were going out. Fashion, fashionable, but they look like like one of them is is quite lanky, and she she fully liked almost like half a body taller than them. That was very tall. I that wrote was some. very weird. I wrote that it was, first of all, there's no way in hell that these girls were actually interested in these fucking perverts. But after the way that they were introduced, them falling on them, yeah, 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 no, no, they're not charming at all. And I think they aged out of that uh, charming phase and into creepy pedophile phase because <laughs> these girls, the girls that they're cracking onto, look like they're about what, like 20, 21. and these guys are just creepy old uncle like age. They're like in their late thirties. And it just seems so gross. Like this is not a frat boy pickup chicks type film. It's not. It's like wish fulfillment for like creepy forty five year olds. Um, don't agreed, forget about. Agreed. Don't forget about that joke that um, Wanda makes, saying that you. What's it? Uh, you you tricked me when I was seventeen, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> when she's in the hospital, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because oh. he keeps going, oh, we've known each other for three years. And she's like, we've known each other since I was 17. <laughs> it's, yeah, I wonder if it's if it's knowingly, like tongue in cheek, that they know that they're gross. I think they do. I, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fun. I'm, whole- really sh- I'm not really sure which is the answer, I suppose, because it kind of be, it was kind of like they were playing it for laughs. But then at the same time, it felt like they were trying to be serious. I feel like they knew they were disgusting. Well, even at the, you know, there's a scene where all the cops are saying goodbye to them and everyone is laughing at how, like, disgusting they are. They're all joking about, like, oh, my boyfriend's glad you're leaving. 
And he's just like, everyone knows these guys are pieces of shit. And no one's going to miss you kind of thing. Yeah, and they're all laughing, but then they're like, no, really, we're not going to miss you. (laughs) But, and and just the the weird, weird of that plot is right. And I'll just explain it for the, for the cast, for the audience. So they, they get in trouble for destroying the deputy commissioner's wedding and he wants them fired and their boss who's been covering them for years goes, look, just go away for a few weeks and I'll see if I can smooth it out. So they go randomly to, to Singapore and whilst they arrive there, essentially we're, we're showing a scene of them driving through the city and some cars stopped and they see a couple of the sites and they randomly bump into these two girls by the name of June and May, the stupidest names, and he and um, Carl max onto them substantially too much, and all of a sudden they're keen on it, and they happen to own some another convertible <laughs> that they decide to drive around Singapore in. Then they decide to go to a karaoke club randomly, and Carl singing, and Samo's doing the most ridiculous dancing. On the planet. <laughs> I think that's, a, yeah, that's what he was trying to go for. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, from all of this, suddenly the girls say, we would like you a lot because they're taking them on a yacht. I don't know where he got all this money from to do this crap. Yeah, I know. They're on a yacht and then they're like, hey, we'll we'll like pay for you to run a karaoke club. So then they go back to Hong Kong to quit their jobs as cops so they can move to Singapore permanently and run a karaoke club. And yeah, Baldy obviously not even telling his wife. like Not even telling his girlfriend that he's going to do this. But it was like the weirdest thing out of the whole movie that – and you're right. It could have just been completely cut. We didn't need to know where they went for two weeks. It could have just been completely cut from the plot and there would be no difference. And the fact is, I'd, I, I admit to this, I had to fast forward through some of the dancing because it was yeah, just it's so terrible. cringe. It was so cringe. I was just like, I'm not watching this. this it's this terrible. Movie. There's no reason I mean, for it. They come back and essentially Prince Tack is out on bail, um, but they got to find that girl, Ali, who's going to testify and they need to kill her. And that's when they hire these two Thai transvestite assassins. Prince Tack hires the transvestite assassins to take out the girl. She's been protected by cops. Yeah. So, they take out the cops first by the cops being so stupid they don't realize that they're males and try to mack onto them and get killed. Now look, I don't begrudge the cops for thinking that they were chicks, right? The cops weren't that good looking and the girls were like, you know, close enough. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to get something here. From a distance, yeah. From a distance. Um, my, my problem, it's not really a problem, is that I, I, didn't, re- I didn't know that they were going to actually kill the girl, Ali. Like, that was a shock that they actually killed her because that, I mean, you know, she's no longer a witness. But I guess that kind of drives... That makes them desperate. That makes Skinny Tiger and Fatty Dragon desperate, right? To go and do something. Um, and not just that, but because the bad guy actually tries to like hurt their families. They hurt like Tall Girl and they hurt... Um, His dad. Yeah, Dragon's Fatty Dragon's dad. dad. There's actually <laughs> there's a funny scene where uh, uh, Skinny Tiger's apartment with Tall Girl is being raided by the uh, the bad guys. And his his great move was to kind of go in there and kind of get her out but he turns all the lights off and um like just people tripping over shit he trips over a chair (laughs) just stumbling around in the dark um but yeah it's 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 pretty bumbling it's not really that good but the actual fight scene between the transvestites and samo 
like that is like female brutality. It's just <laughs> that, that was good because of um, you know the crotch hits and 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 the fact that they did it. Um, they kind of like attack him, and then very quickly <laughs> they realize that he's so much better than them. He's going to kick their ass, so they take take a run for it, and then he chases them down through a street and really lets him have it, knocking him into um, tables and against walls and, and stuff and, and really takes a hammering to them, which is hence the, the clip Sammo beats on the women. The, yeah, well, the it's someone, actually, it's... Uh, sorry, Rachel, yeah. Oh, so someone actually did say in the crowd, why are you hitting women? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, But then they then the women actually try to, like, kill him. So then they're like, oh, sorry, we're out. <laughs> Not bad. But like he actually, one of his attacks uh, is to motorboat one of the transvestites, and that's his like escape move, I guess. But then <laughs> when they're fighting them, these these actual girls that they're taking the full hit, and they must be a stunt man because or stunt it's women. Definitely, it's definitely stunt man. Because yeah, is a few times. Do you reckon? Oh, yep, a couple of definitely, times. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but he he really fucking nails these people. Oh, like a kick to the chest and. I think he throws one of them against the wall. Mm. That was the that was the one I I felt a bit um, when he smacked him into the wall. You're like, that looked like there was no padding there, and he went right against it, upside down. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to work for Samo. <laughs> he does not treat the stuntmen well, does he? <laughs> no. I, I, was he? Did he work as a stuntman? Yeah, he broke his leg and stuff, and that's how he got fat. Oh, did he? But was that as a stuntman, or was that as a um, uh, like a Hong, like you know, a picking opera guy? Go back in time. From from what I understand from um, reading Jackie's autobiography, when he was explaining it, that yeah, because the the whole group got put out onto movies and stuff um, to make money for the troupe. Mm. And Sam, used to go do movies and um, go do stunts as a stuntman, and he broke his leg on one of the movies and because he wasn't able to train him and whatever, he used to just sit around eating and that's when he got fat. Yeah. Before okay. that, he was actually quite just muscly and then he picked up the weight and he was never able to drop it after that. And he never forgave women. <laughs> for whatever reason that was for. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just like, you know, because he obviously in the opera, they dressed up as women in the, the operas. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It, mm. but yeah so actually there's a scene um where tall girl not actually tall girl it would have been a stunt double but she gets uh kicked through a glass i think like a window and it's like a butt first through a window falling backwards and then landing on like their ass or spine and i thought oh that's a shit stunt <laughs> even with padding that would be a shit stunt that was probably the one scene in the movie where i i felt yeah, I felt sorry for the stuntmen in the in in that. That was probably the most brutal stunts in the movie for the for <laughs> them to do. Uh, do we? I mean, we already went through the last fight, and we probably don't need to go through it again. Um, except Samo, they, they they do this like pantomime where Samo gets stabbed, but it's like a fake stabbing with a pole uh, to kind of get the bad guy on side, right? Mm. But other than that, I mean, the fight scene is it's long, it's good. There's too many stunt. There's too many. Um, Henchmen, there's like about 50 or 100 henchmen. Yeah, and Samo takes it all out. But um, yeah, rather impressively with the, the swords and, and banging them. But it was all like you go, then you go, then you go, 
than you guys. So a bit, you know, normal kind of fight that they do in, in the Hong Kong movies, but a bit unrealistic. But it still felt a little bit better than the earlier one because he was injured at different points that you felt he was in a bit more danger than he was in the earlier fight. And because the boss was better than... Well, better than Skinny Tiger, but not better than Samo. But the other thing is he pulls out um, nunchucks. Yeah, that's right. The final one. Um, the equalizer. Yeah, the the total I'm a Bruce Lee knockoff nunchucks <laughs> goes at them with them. And it takes out quite a few people pretty brutally with the nunchucks as well. Yeah, I bet he actually did it for real too. Like, he's like no, no, I'm, I'm really <laughs> going to hit you with I'm actually going to hit you in the face with the nunchucks. Just I'm watching him blink everywhere every, every time he re- releases them, them out, yeah. I always, I always feel like that when they're doing, you know, the the flip out, and then it flips back to them just to like show I've got nunchucks. I'm like, how many takes did it take to do that? <laughs> or are you doing it? Because no way you're doing that right every single time. You definitely got to be hitting yourself at least a few outtakes, something like yeah. that. I don't know. I mean, I I use nunchucks, and I only use nunchucks because they're cool, and I <laughs> thought I'd be cool. <laughs> and I will say, I, I did knacker myself several times learning them. But after a while, you're like, it's not too hard to get them out and get them back in. The hard part, I think, is um, the, there's like a particular move where you actually like you spin it with one hand. But no, they're not doing that kind of shit. Like this is just, I'm going to hit it. What would be hard is when you hit somebody in the head and then have it come back because, you know, like the ricochet from their head actually changes the trajectory of your nunchucks. So I think hitting someone in the face and not having it bounce back and hit yourself in the face, that's respect. Because <laughs> Sam is actually enough force to like yeah, blow through them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Rather than ricochet off. <laughs> I hope to God he was using rubber nunchucks or something. <laughs> I thought if you thought that was unrealistic, then wait for the final, the final fight where somewhere from I don't know where they got them from. There's Wing Chun. Knives just appear, and they both got a pair. How did that oh, happen? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like each each like mook had like one, and oh. he beat up so many that he ended up having two. And then, so then it just turned into a, just one big Wing Chun fight, and then like the guy doing the splits everywhere. And I was just like, which uh. what movie am I in? Well, those are really expensive henchmen, Rachel. Like, if you get henchmen that are using one of like the deadly weapons of the Shaolin, yeah, then and not those just cost extra, not just butcher's cleavers or something, yeah, yeah, not just or butcher's the cleavers axe, or hammers, or the hammer, yeah, yeah. So it's it's probably like uh, you know ninja construction. They have a special arm that specializes <laughs> in special weapons. I did. There's there's a funny scene where uh, Karl Macker has like a um, he's got a machete. And he's kind of like showing off his machete skills. And literally the bad guy just like takes it out of his hand. And uh, I laugh pretty hard at that. Because <laughs> he is not a good fighter. I was just going to say, it's kind of unclear to me at first if he was or wasn't a good fighter. Because he kind of kind of implied that he was to start off with in the first bit when he's taking out the guys in the Circle K. Yeah, I was going to talk and about that. Later, <laughs> yeah, and, and then later on he's, he just starts to go, no, he's incompetent as a fighter kind of thing. It was kind of two-sided. It was weird. But, yeah, no, go, go ahead about the Circle K stuff, Rachel. Well, I was going to say the Circle K sh- um, segment took forever because I thought <laughs> we were going to be stuck in that Circle K forever because um, <laughs> it has my favourite uh, Lionel Richie uh, standoff uh, oh, guy. Yeah. What's his name? Gong Long or something. He's like, 
Yeah, I know who you're talking other about. Yeah. Movies. And I think, <laughs> um, you know, Jet Li's double, Hong Yan Yan, is, is one of the other guys as well. Um, oh, right. Okay. It was kind of funny, but for a while, but it went on for too long. And they had to chuck in a 1997 joke as well. And then and basically <laughs> oh, yeah, play cops and robbers. Jail so long yeah. that you'll miss the handover. Yeah. That went on for way too long. It was like a Three Stooges skit and it just kept going. It just wouldn't finish. I'm watching the uh, the end fight scene at the moment and there's a scene where Samo has the nunchucks and he fights a guy. He then does a jumping sidekick and kicks the guy in the head and the guy's head literally snaps to the side into the wall and he falls down. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't want to work for Samo ever. <laughs> like stuntmen are just, oh, I feel so bad for them. Hail to the stuntmen for this film because they are putting in overtime and a half. I think that's the way in every Samo film, though. <laughs> the stuntmen really, really copped the hits. I was like, who's We're the director, gonna... though? It's not Samo. No, it's Lao Ka Wing. But it feels but very Samo I mean, like, still. But Samo, I mean, like, if the director is Lao Ka Wing and he's directing the film, like, I reckon Samo still would have choreographed the fight scenes. Like, he would have been action director, I reckon. Probably. Because Lao Ka Wing's not in the film much at all. And as we're saying, like, it's not like this is the start of his career. This is, like, into, you know, coming off peak Samo in, in the mid-80s, but still high, high-level Samo. Yeah. Actually, I read that um, that Lau Kawing, he, Carl Macca and Samo wanted to do, like, a bunch of films together. I think they ended up doing, like, two, <laughs> two or three. And then that was kind <laughs> of the end of it. Depends make money, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. The tone, the tone's a little bit off here and there. It's not consistent throughout. It's kind, of, yeah, it's kind of un- unsure of what they were going for, like um, just laughs and buddy cop thing, or you know, going into the serious part of it at the end, kind of had that tonal balance problem that we're either ha ha the whole way through or we're not. <laughs> so it's kind of weird to understand what they were going for with it. As an yeah, well, I mean, that's like a lot of Hong Kong films. The tones are a bit off because they want to try and appeal to everyone. Too many Actually, ideas going into the pot. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, Stuntman of the Year Award, I'm going to nominate uh, this little coffee table at the end of the film where uh, Lau oh. Ka Wing kicks Samo yep. full onto the table the size of like fucking a little card desk. Samo is able to land on it and do like a, uh, a flip back onto his feet from it. And thing, yeah. yeah, I'm like, that is stuntman of the year because that table must have been made out of titanium. <laughs> All of Samo's weight getting knocked onto it and then getting jumped off it as well. Respect. Respect little table. Isn't that the best <laughs> warehouse as well? It's just full of barrels. <laughs> and then uh, what do you call those little, those, uh, do you call them jerry cans or something? Full of yeah. flammable yeah, full liquid? Of, like petrol. <laughs> and all concrete so, so no one gets to save the back. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes where they've put um, like cardboard. Like I see Samo jumping a landing and landing on like a, a big plank of cardboard. So they must have some kind of like stuff on the floor, but the walls probably not. The walls are just real. That's Samo style. <laughs> yeah, thin layer of cardboard to cushion your impact from the concrete. Yeah, for Samo, but for no one else. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the film. I mean, they they jump out of the building because they accidentally set it on fire, um, and it explodes. But uh, but that's pretty much the end of the film, ending with a freeze frame. 
I thought, yeah, the bad guy ends up getting a gun at the end and fires it, and that sets off the. the oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, not by accident, by incompetence, killing himself. Yeah, I assume because we don't see, it, we get freeze frame. Because <laughs> <laughs> my note says worst uh, excuse for freeze frame. Yeah, that was when they're yeah. fighting over the money for a random reason that they just made up at the end, which didn't make any sense. Yeah. They got to end on some kind of freeze frame. I guess that's an action shot. Why not? Yeah. It kind of like felt like they were trying to start off, you know, a franchise of, of these kind of movies, as you're saying. Like, then then we'll go into the next, you know, hijinks of between the two of them, whatever. But never came because I don't think it took off very, very much. But no. there is another fatty one, isn't there? Oh, that's Enter the Fat Dragon, isn't it? Yeah, that's different. That's a period piece as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think people realize that Karl Macker is a borderline criminal and probably shouldn't be in film. <laughs> that's, I think it's right because you look at him and you go, I just can't like you. <laughs> no matter what it is, it's just I don't like the character, what you're portraying and what you're trying to do. It, it's 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 not funny. It's just cringe, and yeah, <laughs> that, that just doesn't formulate for a likable, yeah, buddy cop partnership. He's a bit of a relic, but that's all right. I mean, holy shit, we're still watching this like thirty years on, right? So, well, we got some laughs. It was all good. Yeah, that's exactly right. Is there uh, any shit stunts you guys identified? I've said a few already, but if there's anything that you guys have noticed, getting turned upside down and shook. By Samo Hung, that's a pretty shit stunt. <laughs> yeah, where he empties the thieves' pockets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we covered them off in the the main ones that, that I thought were, was the yeah the transvestite fight in the alleyway and stuff. That was pretty visceral. And, yeah, that last fight scene. I was going to say it's not a stunt, but, you know, the, the street scenes where they kept having, uh, like, random illegal street stalls and stuff. And then there's one where uh, Carl um, – just takes off with the orange car and then throws it against the car at the right yeah. time. I thought it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And I felt like... That's something you'd like to do? Or that- <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like clever or something. Throwing a uh, an orange cart in front of a or, car. Or, you know... Um, or he bowls the watermelon yeah. and trips up Johnny or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. I swear, like, I've seen that street corner in another movie before. It's like a Shaw Brothers back lot or something. Well, they use the Golden Harvest. They're all filming on the same film lots and stuff, so they'd definitely be all be reused into different movies at this point. Was there anything in the film that you, you'd want to do at home or you'd walk away going, I'm going to try that? No, definitely not. Philandry. Philandry, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say, like, uh, uh, tell off Carrie uh, for being a, what, a boss's wife or something and... Uh, and point out some girl's butt in the office <laughs> and get away with it. Yeah, that was... Oh, hey, Char, we're going to have to talk. get away with that these days. <laughs> no way. Definitely not. That's sexual harassment 101. Yeah, that's right. That would be the least of your problems if you were these guys. <laughs> sexual harassment. It probably. Mm. I was going to comment also about the kind of it's a little bit sad to me like the, the 1997 jokes and stuff and um because i got uh samo's dad right uh, that writer nay hong because he was saying uh was it those who think in terms of freedom and not chinese and stuff like that and having a, having a like a um a fake like screaming conversation with a neighbor or something like that i was just yeah. like oh so sad 
I saw that comment when he said it. I was just like, what the fuck? He knew what's Those coming. Think in terms of- I think he actually yeah. went to a labor camp and that's why he escaped from China originally. That's why he's oh, actually right. um, was an anti-communist. Uh, no way. Wow. So much politics. Just want to see people get like <laughs> kicked in the face. <laughs> just, just kicked in the face. No, no, nothing about trans people or, or women or. Yeah, that's right. Straight kicked in or the face. Or thinking in terms of freedom. <laughs> just you know, guy's a drug dealer. Punch him in the face. That's <laughs> you know, that's what that's what makes action films so wonderful. Is they don't have to be political. They're just violence. It's just violence. Bad guy, bad. Yeah, bad guys are bad and the good guys are good. Actually, in this case, the good guys are also bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just violence like karaoke, like uh, Carl Mack is singing <laughs> at you for like five minutes or something. <laughs> That'd be That's, some torture. Yeah, <laughs> psychological violence, that is. <laughs> but yes. So, yeah, I think uh, we might wrap it up there unless anyone else has anything else to add to the film, to the conversation about the uh, Skinny Tiger Fatty Dragon movie. Actually, that, that would have made the final bit better, you know, when they're trying to trick him. Um, Prince Taki's tied up and they're trying to trick him about the, the fake death with Samo. He could have just, like, brought out the boombox and started karaokeing until he talks to him. That would have been a better freeze frame. <laughs> yeah, until they, they gave, we give, we give, stop singing. <laughs> oh, actually, we didn't, uh, <laughs> we didn't go around the table. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm going to go thumbs in the middle. I'm kind of like, I didn't think it was the worst movie I've seen, but it, it, I don't think I would watch it again. Well, I have seen it on more than one occasion, so I probably automatically have to give it a thumbs up. <laughs> so, if I was giving it a rating out of five, I would have given it two, <laughs> but then I added yeah. one star because of the, the fight scenes and the action. Yeah. So it's kind of like. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's in that. Nah, fuck it. 2.5. I'm not going <laughs> to give it a three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Three's too high, man. I know. Three out of five? I know. Yeah, how many? Feel, that feels too high. This is terrible. This is junk food. Yeah, 2.5. <laughs> I think I'm okay with 2.5. Or extra half. Yeah. Not extra half star for the, the 90s titles and Samo's like jackets and the music. Yeah. In the background. But that's why they get 2.5 and not 2. <laughs> <laughs> that, that stretches that 0.5. And carries yeah. perm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the perm was pretty good. The perm was pretty good. So, yeah. So, is yours a thumbs? That's a thumbs up, isn't it, from you, Rachel? No, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a thumbs down. Oh. Uh, so, thumb in the middle, thumb down. Can you, can you thumb in the middle? Can you do thumbs in the middle? It's I, I did like, yeah, we'll do thumbs yeah. in the middle. Yeah. That, that feels yeah, that's Caesar right. saying... You live, but we're going to castrate you. <laughs> yes. Don't make more movies. Or I was say, it's on YouTube, so it's free to watch, so it didn't cost you Check anything. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, support your time and your brain. Your brain, yeah. yeah, exactly. Not a bong, bong, bong film, so it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But yeah, we might wrap it up there, guys. Um, but if anybody does have any comments, uh, criticisms, <laughs> suggestions, Asian Ashcast, Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, watch out for our latest episode coming to you thick and fast. Uh, but until next time, we'll uh, we'll catch you again. Thanks for listening. See ya. Cool. Yeah, <laughs>
Hail to the Stunner.